note. Welcome to the 13th episode 13, 13, of And it is our first one of 2019. Ooh, yeah. So, happy new year to you all. Happy new year, everyone. Happy new year, Mikey. Happy new year, Jamar. What's going on? I'm good. So far, the new year's been good to me. And yourself? Uh, it's been going pretty well. And I see we also went, had the same idea. You got the hat, got yeah, the t-shirt. We're both still on vacation, so we decided to dress down a little bit. Yeah. Now, if you are watching this episode, we would encourage you all to go ahead and press that like button mm-hmm. and subscribe to our channel as well. And then go follow us on our social medias. You can find us on Twitter at Modern Sports underscore. You can find us on Instagram at Modern Sports Media. And on Facebook, just go and search Modern Sports Media Group. We'll get it all set. Now, this last week, we did actually incorporate as an official LLC, mm-hmm. and we're launching our website with yeah. this video. So you can check it out, www.modernsportsmediagroup.com. Mm-hmm. There you can see all the articles we have on basketball, football, soccer, and hockey as well. Yeah. Baseball coming soon. We have the Nothing Bennett Show, and we also have a football show coming soon. So stay tuned for that as well. And on today's episode, we'll be discussing James Harden. I heard we have a wild take. I don't know from who. <laughs> then we'll talk about Jimmy Butler and the Brett Brown. He's yelling at another coach. And we'll touch upon the all-star voting and how that got released and what we feel about that. So let's hop into this episode. Let's get it. Last year, the Houston Rockets looked like a super team. They looked like the only team that could take out the Warriors. Beginning of this year, they looked very, very average. Carmelo Anthony gets shipped out. Chris Paul gets hurt. Everything looks like it's going down the drain. Then the month of December starts. James Harden takes the team, puts them in his backpack, says, I'm taking us back. He proceeds to average 40 the entire month. He starts dropping triple doubles. He starts getting the crazy assist games. Games where he's hitting 50. Games where he's tiptoe, tiptoe, one more tiptoe, three. Gets to the line at will. Some people are arguing, is he the most polarizing player? Some people say, is he the MVP? Is he even in the conversation because of his play style? Some people hate it. I'm not the biggest fan of it, but it works. Jamar, what do you think about James Harden, especially this year? I want to preface my comments by saying I'm not the biggest fan of it either. We've had different conversations, even on the last episode, about James Harden and his specific play style. Mm -hmm. But I have come to this conclusion. James Harden is 100% the most unguardable player in the league currently. Let me explain. When you take into consideration how tight tight his handles are, Mm -hmm. when you take into consideration the era that he's playing in, the amount of possessions, the pace of play, Mm -hmm. when you take into consideration his knowledge of the rules and his mastery of mastering loopholes Mm -hmm. and being able to use them at his will, being able to get the refs to call a foul whenever he wants, you look at him the wrong way. And it's a foul. When you take all of that into consideration, and then you think of his actual basketball IQ, you think of his range, how deep he can shoot the ball virtually from anywhere, as we saw that game winner against Golden State. And it doesn't matter if it's contested. A lot of people are forced to play him like this because they don't want a foul call Mm -hmm. so he can rise up. Or they press up on him to take away the three so he drives right by them. And it's either a finish with either hand It's a dump down to Clint Capella for a dunk. Mm -hmm. When you take into consideration all of those things, I truly think it makes him the most unguardable player in the league today. Okay. So I can definitely see where that stance can come from. I can see how someone can argue it. I personally would never make that argument just because in the Western Conference, there's three players in the state of California that I think are more unguardable. I'm assuming you're talking about Braun, Katie, and Steph. Yeah. The only thing, again, for me, the, the thing that pushes him over the top 
is his mastery of the refs. Mm-hmm. He can he can literally get a call at will. Like I said, you look at him, it's a flagrant foul, two shots and possession. Mm-hmm. It's it's the most ridiculous thing. And so because of that, the way defenses are forced to play off, mm-hmm. you've seen it many times where defenders play like this. And then just they pull up with the left hand. They yeah. have to play like this because even if they're here, if it's not if they don't even touch him, he can Yeah, if your hands right there, James Harden just going through whoop. exactly. Yeah. Flail his legs and it's a foul. Mm-hmm. So because of all that, in addition to his actual skill, his mm-hmm. actual basketball IQ, his size, his strength, I, I truly think he's the most unguardable player in the league today and he has jolted himself right back in the MVP conversation. Like you said, things start out very shaded for the Houston Rockets. Yeah. But I think he's right up there with Giannis right now for that for that number one spot for the MVP right now. Yeah, I'd put those two, then Anthony Davis. Again, oh, another player who I think might be unguardable, but I'll give it to Harden over him. But LeBron James being 6'8", some people are saying he's even 6'10", <laughs> as Tristan Thompson said. 260, just a straight freight train. The difference with that one is when he does draw the fouls, he gets to the line, and you're not so sure what's going to happen. Steph Curry might have the tightest handle ever. Might have the greatest jump shot ever. I 1 million percent disagree with that. For the record. That is on record. Not accurate, but okay. For the, for the handle, right? Not for the jump yeah, yeah, shot? No, okay, no, no, okay. For the, yeah, yeah. For okay. The, he's he's, obvious, he's he has, obviously yeah, the best shooter ever. Shoots from anywhere. Right. And then he can get to the basket and finish with the best of them, honestly. Mm-hmm. Even though he is 6'3". No, he's a good small, shooter. Yeah. Kevin Durant, seven foot, shoot from the parking lot. That was the biggest um, one decision for me. To now, make. see another thing with unguardable is it doesn't matter if James Harden can pass because that's it's not really really okay. Yeah, I, I understand that, but and the playoffs. It's just, that's that's the my thing. biggest issue with him. Last year, there was a shot from the right wing that he took because he thought Clay Thompson's hand was on him and hit almost the side of the backboard from like forty feet out because he's looking for that. And then the year before, when Kawhi Leonard's hurt, he loses to San Antonio. It's, the biggest thing with him is that his game is so reliant on getting those free throws mm-hmm. that it doesn't translate to the postseason because it's a slower game. Yeah. There's less calls. Refs are tired on the whistle, so he doesn't get that aspect of the game. So, obviously, we have seen that his play has diminished in the, in the, in the playoffs. Yeah. But I think right now, this second today, I think he is definitely the most unguardable player in the league. And I think also that he's right there for the number one for the MVP. I can agree with the MVP one because he's bodying it, unguardable. I'm still sticking with KD as the most unguardable player in the league. The first fan vote numbers for the 2019 NBA All-Star Game came out this past week. And as usual, there were a couple little shady areas. Now, LeBron is leading the way by far, being the first candidate to cross a million votes. However, after that, it gets a little... Tricky. They currently have Luka Doncic in second place for the Western Conference forwards. That's having him over Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, and Paul George as well. Also in the Western Conference, Derrick Rose is currently in second place among guards. Now that's having him over James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and even Damian Lillard, who's currently in fifth place. Now, if we go over to the Eastern Conference... Dwayne Wade is currently in second place amongst Eastern guards, which has him over Kemba Walker, Ben Simmons, and even Victor Oladipo. Now, considering these numbers, 
I think it's safe to say why there's an argument why the fans shouldn't have a vote in general. Mm -hmm. But currently, they would have these players starting in the All-Star game. What's your take on that? Okay. So, since you ended with the East, I'll start with the East. I don't have a single problem with anyone. The Wade pick was the only one. That's the only one that... Which, if someone has an issue with it, I completely understand. Kemba Walker should be starting. Right. Dwayne Wade should be in the All-Star game because it's his last year. So, that's... That's why it's like what happened with Kobe, how he started. Right. I think that's the thing. I don't have any other issues. Kyrie's definitely the best point guard in the East right now. Giannis, Kawhi, and B. There's not right. a single argument I there. See, I didn't see an argument. Yeah, it's just again one last dance. So that was my. That's why I think that Wade is gonna get it and should get it. Right. So it's my favorite player ever. So there's little, know, there's a little bias there. <laughs> I do agree that he should be in the game, but I, I definitely think Kemba should be starting. I think yeah. he deserves it. The way he's played has been incredible. Another thing is, I don't really think there's too many guards that might get snubbed this year. Like, I think I can see Kemba, Ben, and Old Depot all making it. And if exactly. those are our guards, okay. I'm that. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think anyone's missing out that we need. Now the Western Conference? Go to the West. The Doncic one popped out at me right away. That was very, very, very surprising. Right now, if the All-Star game were tomorrow, he would be starting over Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, and Paul George. Well, he'd be starting with Durant, at least. Well, actually, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but over Anthony Davis and Paul George. Paul George is... He's not even a forward. That's the biggest (laughs) thing. thing. He's not even a forward. He's a point guard. Yeah. And they have him listed in the front court. It's the Dallas, the international vote, which, again, I, I really do like the play. I do like the fan vote. I think it's cool. I don't I think, the think fans mess up a lot. I agree with that, but it's just like the reason why everyone watches is because they're a fan of the game, True. and it's also really cool for a 19-year-old kid who just came over from Spain to see over six at the moment over six thousand six hundred eighty thousand people voted for him. Let me ask you this: Does he even deserve to be an all-star? No, that that's my no. answer as well. So when you have him there in front of players like as we mentioned, Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. Paul George. He's in front of Damian Lillard at the same position. It's, He's ahead of Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Joe Gitch. Players, players like that. That's Real all-stars. Exactly. So that's where it becomes like, okay, maybe the fans shouldn't have a say, or maybe their say should be diminished, as the league is already doing. Yeah. Um, because they notice like, okay, we can't. there are yeah. players that deserve it that are yeah. not being rewarded. Mm-hmm. So I think that was definitely the biggest shocker. Of and the then Derrick Rose is probably the second coolest name to see on here besides Dwayne Wade. That's cool, but again. Not starting. Exactly. He should be doing what he does in Minnesota. I'm fine with him coming off the bench. I love the redemption story. You think he's story. an all-star? I think he can. I think it can be argued. I don't think he's an all star at all. He comes off the bench be. on his own team. Yeah, but it's he. He comes off the bench. And he plays all star minutes, or who's he plays he, minutes. Okay, it's like it's he, like with Manu. Who's he an all star over? I'm just gonna list names because he's a guard. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry. No. Damian Lillard. No. Uh, James Harden. No. James Harden. Russell Westbrook. Did you not to have it. Westbrook. I mean, I give it to Russell because it's a bigger name. Russ, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, out of those four guards right there, I, but I have him right after that. I don't think there's anyone. I mean, you can argue that players are ahead of him, and I have no issue if one were to say, for example, um, Jamal Murray I wouldn't be the biggest fan of. Devin Booker would be an interesting one. Clay Thompson would be sort of... Eh. Not with the year he's having. Yeah, he's having a bad year for his standards. I think also it's the Derrick Rose story. And because Definitely it's the All-Star different. game, it's not like it's not the All-NBA vote. It's who we want to see in this That's pickup fair. game. That's fair. And I think Dwayne Wade said it this week when someone was asking about 
it, like the Derrick Rose being there, he's like, if you're not a fan of Derrick Rose, you're not a fan of basketball. Yeah, no, he said you're not a great person. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just. But we'll we'll definitely be looking forward to seeing what these next numbers look like. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the fans will tighten up a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, I hope Anthony and Davis gets that uh, spot over Doncic. No, definitely he will. I think that's my biggest issue. Just when we thought it was all over this year with the Jimmy Butler coaching saga, it continues again. He gets shipped out of Minnesota, goes to Philly, loves it for a month. Now he's having issues with Brett Brown. What is my role? I need a bigger role. I need the ball more. Jimmy Butler, we were just doing this two months ago. You're just doing this with Tom Thibodeau. You did it with the Bulls right before that. You have to understand it's not all about you. I don't think he's wrong. I really do not think he's wrong. I agree with Jimmy Butler. But there has to be a better way to go about this. You have to agree with me. I 100% agree with you. I also agree with Jimmy Butler. I think I, I don't think he's I don't think he's been wrong in any of the no, situations. Not a single one. I think the problem is that he doesn't know how to portray himself, mm-hmm. and the problem is that the media knows how to portray people yep. very well. So what he's doing is painting a bad picture of himself mm-hmm. as a team killer, a coach killer. Yeah. A, a, a process, a program killer. Yeah. And when you're doing that, it's set especially in a year like this year for him, mm-hmm. right before free agency, that's going to affect his pockets yeah. too. So I really don't understand why he's making a move like this. I don't understand. From from what I know, Brett Brown's extremely approachable. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why you can't just talk to him. Yeah. I don't understand why he has to do it in this manner. Mm-hmm. And I really think it's going to affect his pockets coming this offseason. Yeah, I've heard great players coach. People like Brett Brown. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard the best thing about him on the coaching side, but there's definitely a, a better way. You can knock on the door, give him a call, say, hey, can I come talk to you instead of in a meeting? No, yada, 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 yada. I need the ball. Yada, yada, yada. What's my rule? Right. Yada, yada, yada. Give it to me in the end of the game. No, Jimmy. I don't think you're wrong. I still don't think he's wrong. He's right every time. That's the, the thing. way he, he goes about it. Right. He needs to learn how the, to do the it. The second team story was cool. Don't get me wrong when he did it in Minnesota. But, like, right now, the East isn't – there's no LeBron in the East. It is op- the yeah. East is as open as it's ever been for the past decade. Yeah, literally. They for, have a shot. Literally for the past decade. They have a literally. shot. Yeah. You can make it to uh, – you want to do this? Yeah. I, I really don't understand it, like I said, especially in a contract year, because what he's doing now is going to affect what teams think of him yeah. and affect what teams pay for him. So I, I really don't get it, and we'll just have to follow the story. See what yeah. He should get the ball over Ben Simmons at the end of the games. That's my issue. That's it, Jimmy. Say that. That's it. And that concludes the 13th episode of the Nothing But Net Show. As always, we appreciate you guys. Thank you for joining us and for watching our show. Yeah, we love you all so much. Thank you for all the support you've continuously given us, and we hope it grows further and more in the new year. We'd also like to remind you guys that we have separated our interviews, so you can find those now on our uh, YouTube account. So definitely come and show love on those. Show some love to Tyler Barney, who gave us a great interview. Thank you again for that interview, Tyler. Yes, thank you. And be sure to remember that we are launching our website Ooh. with the releasing of this episode. Yeah. So go ahead and check it out at www.bondersportsmediagroup.com. You can find all of our interviews, our articles, our shows, everything from the same site. So thank you all once again. Yeah, we just want to thank you all for making this possible. And 2019, we're trying to give you all the content we've been planning on giving you. And just give it, show love. We love you all so much. Thank you, and peace.